Hello, good afternoon and welcome back to the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast brought to you by AMS Media. As ever, I'm your host, Harry Simu, and on today's edition, we'll be looking ahead to Arsenal's trip to Brighton this weekend and we'll be looking back at Mikel Arteta's latest press conference. We'll be having a look at the injury news as well ahead of Saturday's game. Plenty to discuss, of course, as we continue to react from the fallout of the Manchester City defeat. A big hello to everyone who is currently watching us live on YouTube and to everyone who is joining us via the audio uh, platforms. Thank you to everyone who's tuned in this week. The numbers are uh, rising once again, which is great. Football's back. We're happy, um, although it wasn't the ideal start uh, to life back in the Premier League for the Gunners. Um, let's start off by talking about Mikel Arteta's press conference, which took place uh, yesterday evening. There were some interesting uh, little snippets from that, um, in particular in relation to David Lewis and uh, Mikel Arteta was asked whether David Lewis had played his last game for the club and he said, I don't know, he's very open, he's a man, he's a leader and I was sure he was going to speak in front of everybody. You heard what he said, he was very direct with us too. That's what I value from him, that's what I like from him but at least we need to be fair on him. Me personally, I'm going to defend him with everything I have because I believe in him. He has shown me a lot of things in his time and his career speaks uh, for itself. And of course, he spoke about the fact that he protected uh, David Lewis um, in, ahead of that game. So what that suggests to me after David Lewis's comments as well is that there has been no agreement uh, between Lewis and the club. And therefore, Mikel Arteta was protecting him in the sense of he didn't want him to get injured, which would then essentially scupper a move for David Lewis elsewhere. A little bit frustrating when you hear that um, because it feels like he's putting the players' needs ahead of the team's. Um, you could argue, on the other hand, though, that David Lewis starting would have been even worse than him coming on. I don't think that's the case, though. I think the fact that he came into the game sort of at the point he did really, you know, not only did it disrupt the team, I don't think it was easy for him. Uh, that's not excusing his mistakes, but coming on as a sub is very different to start in the game. And so I don't see, uh, you know, how uh, Mikel Arteta leaving him out if he does think he is one of the the best players makes sense. So it's all a bit of a mix up. It's all a bit of a muddle up and who knows uh, what's going to happen with that situation moving forward. He was also asked about Mesut Ozil as well. Um, again, lots of speculation about uh, about what might have gone on there. Mesut Ozil was left out of the squad entirely for the trip to Manchester City. And Mikel Arteta, as I've already said this week, gave me a horrible flashback actually to the Unai Emery days where he said it was tactical because we know it isn't tactical to say that Mesut Ozil is not even good enough to be on the, a bench which is now made up of nine substitutes rather than seven just sounds a little bit um, far-fetched for me. There's obviously uh, some issue there whether it's his fitness or, or whatever it is we're not entirely sure. Um, Mikel Arteta did speak about it um, and he said that he's been very open with Mesut Ozil from day one and that he knows what he wants from him. Um, he was also asked how Mesut reacted when he was told he was not playing. And, and Arteta said he was very well with me. Um, there were no issues at all. Um, when he was asked why he wasn't ready, though, he said a lot has happened to him in the last few weeks. And I have to respect the timing of every player that needs sometimes a little bit of time um, I know those quotes don't quite make sense, but that's word for word what he said. It's been difficult preparation in the last two months to get players ready. And again, I'm the first one that wants Messer to be at his best and I'll put him on the pitch when I think he can give his best. So goes back to what I was saying ahead of the Manchester City game. We don't know where everybody is at the moment. 
in terms of their fitness levels. It's always going to be difficult to predict um, in comparison to Mikel Arteta, who works with these guys day in, day out. So we've got to trust him on that. But if that was the case, I don't understand why Mikel Arteta didn't simply say um, he's not quite at the fitness level where he needs to be. It's taken him a little bit longer to get back into shape. And everyone would have been accepting of that and it would have been done instead by saying he was going to address the situation after the game and then not really addressing it, it just caused a little bit more controversy. I guess I put that down to Mikel Arteta being uh, not very experienced as a manager. And of course, the handling of the media is one of the biggest things, isn't it, as a uh, as a modern day football manager. So, you know, it's something he'll develop in, I'm sure. But for now, um, in my view, it's something that he needs to improve on. I think you can avoid a hell of a lot of speculation if you can avoid, uh, sorry, if you can handle the media in the right way. So um, those are my thoughts on the press conference yesterday and some of the key talking points. Uh, let's look ahead to Arsenal's trip to Brighton and Hove Albion at the weekend. The two teams have met five times in the Premier League previously. Brighton have won two, Arsenal have won just one, and the other two have been draws. Uh, of course, Arsenal were beaten. Uh, earlier in the season um, at the Emirates Stadium by Brighton and Hove Albion. Uh, last season, it was a case of two 1-1 draws, uh, both at the Emirates Stadium and, of course, uh, at the Amex, where we're going this weekend. But the 1-1 the draw at the Emirates was particularly damaging, if you remember back uh, in Unai Emery's time, to our hopes of qualifying for the Champions League. So they're not a team that we've traditionally done particularly well against, and so it's not going to be an easy game um, by any means. Let's uh, have a look at some of the team news ahead of that. Uh, of course, uh, we heard that um, Pablo Marie has suffered a left ankle injury and it's a significant injury which is currently undergoing further specialist assessment. That's the update from the club at the moment. But as David Ornstein said last night, it looks as though Pablo Marie will miss the remainder of the season. Therefore, that throws his future in doubt as well. Are Arsenal going to sign him on a permanent deal if he can't play? Who knows? Um, in terms of Cedric Suarez, um, a player who's been out ever since he arrived at Arsenal, actually, he's suffering from a facial injury at the moment. He's had a uh, successful procedure on a nasal fracture, which was sustained in training. He's aiming to return uh, to full training in the next two weeks. But again, we don't know what's going to happen with his contract situation. So much uncertainty behind the scenes at Arsenal at the moment. Uh, Socrates has got a mild strain to the right thigh, and uh, we can assume that's why he didn't take play uh, take part in the game at Manchester City, although that wasn't communicated in the build-up to the game. Uh, Lucas Torreira still out with the ankle problem, and of course the other new injury is that to Granite Xhaka. It's a sprained ankle, we are told, and he's aiming to return to training within the next two weeks. So a few injury problems for the Gunners ahead of this one. Um, and as I've said, the, our record with Brighton is not particularly good. So it's going to be a difficult trip. I don't think there's any doubt about that. In terms of how I would line up for this one, I was really surprised to see the team that Mikel Arteta picked at Manchester City. Again, I, I throw in that caveat of, you know, fitness levels will have played a part. But I was surprised to see a few things. I was surprised to see the centre-back pairing that he went with. Um, I thought that David Lewis would have started in hindsight. Um, you know, he might have done more damage had he started, but you never know. Uh, but I just think that it was a bit of a mix and mash of a team. I, I'm not necessarily sure I like the pairing of, uh, again, Doozy and Xhaka. Xhaka's out now, so that is uh, out of the window and no longer an option. I think Danny Ceballos 
will probably come in. And I thought he was one of the few players, actually, that gave a good account of himself at the Etihad the other night. So I expect him uh, to come into the team. Bukayo Saka on the right-hand side didn't really work for me. One of the interesting things about the team on Wednesday was that I looked forward to seeing him link up with Kieran Tierney on the left. And we didn't get to see that, unfortunately, because Mikel Arteta opted to leave Aubameyang on the left and play uh, Saka from the right-hand side. For me, it simply didn't work. So I hope that he'll return to a more familiar position. So let me run you through my starting eleven. Um, it's going to be uh, Burned Leno in goal. Uh, right back, Hector Bellerin, left back, Kieran Tierney, another player who I thought did relatively well given the circumstances at Manchester City the other night. The central defensive area is a real problem now because given all that's going on with David Lewis, does he come? Uh, well, David Lewis is suspended, but given with all of that, it's another option out of the window for Mikel Arteta. So, Shkod Mustafi will start at centre-back. Perhaps uh, Rob Holding will make the cut. Uh, we're not entirely sure. Of course, Marie's out. Uh, Lewis is out. So uh, question marks over whether Holding is ready. For me, when he played uh, towards the the back end of last season, uh, well, I say last season, it's not even last season now. It's the first half of this season. He didn't quite look up to scratch. He never looked like he reached match fitness again after that long injury. So I'm a little bit concerned about Rob Holding coming into the team, but I'm not sure we have much option. He is in contention, apparently, uh, to get the nod. And that means he'll be alongside Shkodran Mustafi if that's the way that Mikel Arteta opts to go. Like I said, we'll have to see. So I'll go holding Mustafi at the back. In the middle of the park, as I said, Genduzi and uh, Danny Sabayos would be the pick, of course, with Xhaka and Torreira both out injured. Um, I would have probably started Mesa Ozil if I thought he was fit enough, but judging by what Mikel Arteta said, I'm going to say he's probably not. And therefore, Joe Willock will get the nod once again. Um, Lacazette through the middle for me, Aubameyang from the left and Nicolas Pepe from the right. I think he needs to uh, bring the big guns back up top. I think Bukayo Saka is probably going to miss out. Um, probably slightly unlucky that he was forced to play out of position the other night because it didn't really work for him. But I can only go based on the form and based on what we've seen. And I think you've got to find a way of getting Lacazette, Aubameyang and Pepe all in the side because we're in desperate need of some firepower. You know, we talk about the defensive deficiencies the other night, but in truth, we never really threatened Manchester City. And that was the biggest disappointment for me. We're a team with a lot of attacking talent within our ranks. And it just feels like at times... We're trying so hard uh, to protect ourselves defensively that we, we've we lost our way in terms of pushing forward. Um, in terms of a prediction, it's a really, really difficult game to predict again because, like I said, there's so many unknown factors. The Premier League is back, but it's not back as we know it. We're playing in empty stadiums, um, which has a huge impact, as we've seen. Um, so I, I guess if I'm going to go with my head rather than my heart, I'm going to go with a 1-1 one, one draw. Um, I think that Brighton will give us a hard time. They're, of course, in desperate need of points uh, for Premier League survival. I think with Arsenal now, you know, we we can pretty much say goodbye to our hopes of finishing in the top four. And to be honest, I don't even mind if we don't qualify for the Europa League uh, because I think there's so much work to be done at the club that we need to focus fully on, on you know, starting to get back back to normal and getting under control all the situations that are going on behind closed doors because... Those are the real problems at Arsenal at the moment. Like I said, we came away from Manchester City beaten. I think most of us, if we're being honest, expected that though. It's the fact that we're seeing 
off the field issues like the Aubameyang situation, in my opinion, he didn't look fully at the races the other night. We're seeing the David Lewis situation having an impact on the team in game scenarios now. So Arsenal need to deal with all of those issues and sort all of that stuff out before we can progress. And it's not going to happen overnight because, you know, it's going to be a, a strange summer ahead of us. But I'm sure Mikel Arteta recognises the problems and he's going to have to start weeding out some of those problems as we look to build for next season. This season now is about uh, implementing what he wants to do, implementing his style. And it's, I guess, an audition period for those looking to to make a name for themselves and establish a place in the side. So uh, we'll have to see how he deals with it and, and hope we can get back to some more positive results to at least lift the fan base's mood. And um, I think one of the things that became really, really evident, not so much during the game the other night, but after the game was that Mikel Arteta has got one hell of a job on his hands. This is a team full of bang average footballers, unfortunately. It's a team with lots of shit going on in the background, um, which is no fault of Mikel Arteta's. These problems have been developing in the background for a while now. It's a consequence of mismanagement from the top for a long, long time now. And um, I think that there's going to have to be some radical changes over the coming months. And we're probably going to have to go backwards before we see Arsenal go forwards again. Let us know your predictions in the comments section below. Um, apologies that it's just a short preview show uh, this week. We hope to do it earlier on today, but unfortunately that wasn't possible. But we'll be back immediately after the conclusion of tomorrow's game to bring you a raw reaction action to that game. And then, of course, on Monday morning, we'll be bringing you a full-length podcast looking back uh, at the weekend when we've had some time to calm down as well. Uh, don't forget, if you want to become a patron of the Chronicles of Aguna, you can do so by hitting the link at the rolling across the bottom of your screens at the moment, patreon.com forward slash the Chronicles of Aguna. There are two tiers of membership. You can support the podcast for a pound a month, or you can become a super fan and you will get access to exclusive content, um, which will include a player ratings video after tomorrow's game, as well as the raw reaction one. That, of course, is only available to patrons. So if you fancy checking that out, do sign up. We thank you for your continued support, and we'll be back very, very soon with more. Fingers crossed we'll have a victory to talk about. Until tomorrow, take care.